1: baseball is back and the reds are poised for one of the best seasons in franchise history welcome into the locked on reds podcast
0: my name is jeff Carr. we don't want to just win we want to dominate and here we go
1: Well, that is now two days in a row that the Reds have not lost. Look at that. All right, yeah, I know. The rain The rain canceled the game, so the Reds did not end up even getting to play that fourth game against the Cubs and even the series. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Would have seen Luis Castillo against Yu Darvish. Would have seen Yu Darvish against Shogo Akiyama. Could have been interesting there. But th- there will be more opportunities that will give the Reds a day off that will allow the Reds to realign their rotation And the rotation is going to look pretty good against the Tigers this weekend. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. also wanted to uh, point out there has been no makeup scheduled for the Reds and the Cubs just yet. However, Bobby Nightingale points out there's a couple of options. It could be on August 10th as both the Reds and the Cubs share an off day. And the Cubs start a homestand in Cleveland on August 11th. So that could work. Also, the Cubs returned to Great American Ballpark August 28th, 29th, and 30th, which could fall under the new purview. The Major League Baseball and the the Players Union have just come up with another agreement to change something else for 2020, Starting August 1st, seven inning doubleheaders will be a thing. Now that's got a lot to do with what's going on with the Marlins right now, missing a big chunk of games. The Phillies missing some games, things like that. They, they want to make sure that everybody gets their 60 games in, but that's where the challenge of getting 60 games in, 66 days, comes in. Because if you miss any, doubleheaders now have to be a thing because there's not that many off days to play with. We could see the Reds do that with the Cubs August 28th through the 30th if August 10th is not converted from an off day into a game day. Two other quick items to look at. Matt Bowman's option to send him to the taxi squad at Mason has been reversed, and he will actually be placed on the injured list with a elbow sprain. They also have placed Wade Miley on the 10-day injured list as well with a broken record. I I, I I'm sorry, not a broken record. I I get I honestly I just get that, you know, he threw a lot of curveballs low in the zone in his only start so far this season. He actually got sent to the injured list with a groin injury, so that's not that cool either. But regardless, Tyler Malley will remain in the rotation, and this opens the door for the debut. Of the 2020 version of Anthony DiSclefani, he will pitch on Sunday against the Tigers up in Detroit, which gives us a nice little segue into our series preview with the Tigers. The Reds will square off once again with the Detroit Tigers for the final three games of their season series this weekend. Like I mentioned, Disco is going to pitch on Sunday. Trevor Bauer will pitch Saturday. And Luis Castillo will pitch in the series opener on Friday. Yeah, I know. Just went back in time on that one instead of, you know, chronologically. How about that? I'm flexible. Speaking of flexible, let's go actually in chronological order. For the Tigers pitchers on Friday, we'll see Spencer Turnbull, a a future Cy Young in the making, I'm sure. Michael Fulmer will oppose Trevor Bauer on Saturday. And then in the series and season series finale on Sunday, the Tigers have TBD on the mound. So it'll be a chance for the Reds to continue some momentum. Obviously, the rain really stopped it today to see if they could build on that, sometimes at at, at points stressful, but a much-needed 12-7 victory over the Cubs on Wednesday and, and real quick, too, something that somebody pointed out to me on the Locked On Reds line, they said, hey, you didn't mention anything about the triple play. Yeah, I know, because I, I think everybody kind of agrees on this one. That wasn't a triple play. It's just the fact that there's some goofy rule that we're not allowed to have that play reviewed that didn't overturn it. The umpire at third base made a snap decision, and in that snap decision, he thought he caught the ball. Obviously, replay showed that he didn't. I don't know why there are things that we can review and things we can't review. We should either be able to review everything, you know, unless we're talking balls and strikes because then that would get a little bit laborious. But outside of balls and strikes, we should be able to review pretty much everything else or none of it, Uh, all or nothing. I'm tired of these random things. And it always the Reds always seem to be the teams to find this, uh, these little rules of what we can and can't review. I mean, that was obviously not a catch, and in fact, ESPN on SportsCenter later that night did not even include the triple play in their top 10 plays. They know that that really wasn't a triple play. It was just kind of a wonky call. They did have that diving catch by Chris Bryant that saved a double off the bat of Nicholas Castellanos earlier in the game as one of their top plays, but they didn't have the triple play. So there you go. I, I don't think that there's really much more to discuss. I think everybody agrees that it's kind of silly that you can't review that because if you'd have re- reviewed it, you would have seen it was not a triple play. The Reds would have scored a run, and the inning would have continued for the Reds with a runner on second base. So, you know, whatever, the Reds ended up winning. That, that was just me talking about that little piece of information. Speaking of information and also going back to me being scatterbrained, a little bit about Michael Fulmer as he did not pitch in the first series against the Reds. He made his season debut for 2020 this past Monday against the Royals. He got the start, pitched two and two-thirds innings, gave up four earned runs on five hits and a walk. He did strike out two Royals. In that game. So, yeah, two and two thirds, four runs allowed. Reds need to jump all over this dude on Saturday. Reds really need to get one back on Spencer Turnbull. Spencer Turnbull looked like one of the best pitchers that's ever grazed the mound. And now that the A squad is back together, now that the Reds have their lineup at full strength, it's time to put a bunch of runs on the board here on Friday. And get this series started off right and fix this topsy-turvy season series between the Reds and Tigers because make no mistake about it, I'm not changing my expectation and thinking, oh no, all of a sudden the Tigers are good here. No, the Reds are expected to win this weekend series, if not sweep them. Shout out to my buddy Chris Castellani at Locked On Tigers. I don't mean to disrespect your team, but the Reds are supposed to be really good this year, and the Tigers are still trying to figure things out. We've already talked about that part. It's time for the Reds to step up. And win some games coming up here. I've got a special segment for this weekend edition of the locked on Reds podcast. I will be talking with Rob Carpenter a friend of mine from work. He is the overnight news guy during America's trucking network and in some of the later shows on 700 WLW. He used to cover a couple of different teams in the locker room, including the Reds. He was in the Reds locker room back when guys like Dunn and Kearns and Griffey and all those guys were here. So we talk about some stories. We talk about some memories of him covering those locker rooms. And this is going to be part one of that series on the second half of today's podcast podcast. But before we jump into all of that, I wanted to remind you that no matter if you are a professional athlete or if you're a stay-at-home parent or if you're just a fan who during the day has to sit in an uncomfortable office chair for eight hours, we all need support. And CBDMD is here with an awesome duo of products to help you relax, regroup, and recharge at the end of the day with this pair of products like cbd freeze with menthol it's an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in the convenient and easy to use roller or in a shareable squeeze tube they've also got cbd recover which combines cbd with inflammation fighting compounds like arnica and vitamin b6 to give you the support that you need where it matters most and now I'm making it even easier for you to try one of these or both of these products. When you go to cbdmd.com in the checkout section for the promo code, type in Locked On M L B. You'll get 25% off your next order with the code LockedonMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com with the promo code L O C K E D O N M L B. For 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBD MD. And if you're looking to do some work on your car, if you if your car needs a pair of shocks, maybe a new tire, maybe some brake pads, check out rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got an easy-to-use user interface. On the left side of the screen, when you go to rockauto.com, you'll see all the different car companies. Find yours, find your make, find your model, find your year, all of the different information about your car, and then all of a sudden, bam, a whole list of products for your car you don't even need to necessarily know the name of it. You can find it in their drop-down list. Or if you're a little bit more mechanically savvy, you can find your favorite brand for the part that you need. That's at rockauto.com. And in the checkout section in the how did you hear about us area, type in Locked On MLB to let them know that your pal Jeff from Locked On Red sent you. Rockauto.com. They've got all the parts your car will ever need. And when you check out, type in the how did you hear about us area locked on. MLB I have with me joining me a friend from work he is also actually more importantly than just a friend from work he is the newsman for the overnight WLW 700 America's Trucking Network he is Rob Carpenter, thank you for joining me today, Rob. Well, thanks for
0: having me. Appreciate it.
1: I I am glad that you uh, agreed to talk with me. I like to talk to people, and I like it when they agree to talk to me. (laughs) um, uh, Well, that shouldn't be too tough. I mean,
0: you're a pretty nice guy.
1: Well, I I appreciate you saying that, even if it is a lie. Um, (laughs) What I wanted to talk to you about, because we we were chatting the other day during uh, commercial break, and sometimes we chat during the show, too. Don't tell Steve um but during the commercial break and you had said that you got the chance to cover the reds and a couple of other different teams as well like in the locker rooms getting to go in and talk with yeah the players and as somebody who's never done that as somebody who's always been a fan but never had that kind of access wanted to start off first and foremost what is the first thing that a fan should know going into a locker room because my first thought is everybody's just so happy and ready to talk to you no matter the situation is that the case
0: yeah nah, not necessarily <laughs> uh, a little background though um, prior to to getting into radio I've been doing radio for 25 years and um, prior to that I actually uh, grew up in East Central Ohio, listening to the Big One, and uh, listening to the Reds. And you're not going to find too many Browns, Cavs, and Reds fans, but that <laughs> those are my three major teams. And and the reason that I kind of started, you know, listening to the Reds is because back in the '70s, of course, the Big Red Machine, right. and the Indians were just so terrible. So Dad always listened listened to the Reds. And that's how I got got hooked on the Cincinnati Reds. So, you know, covering covering the Reds uh, actually was, you know, when I when I got the chance through other stations, I I was excited. And and and, you know, growing up, listening to the Reds and Joe Morgan and then, you know, of course, Johnny Bench. And then you get into um, going to some memorable games, which we could touch on maybe here a little later on, but, you know, seeing, seeing, you know, the nasty boys and then, you know, watching Barry Larkin, sending Barry Larkin a card. He returns it autographed, which was pretty cool. My favorite player, Uh, you know, Eric Davis. I got to meet him one time just at, at a signing. But then when I got the chance to work for an affiliate of the Reds in Dayton, that was pretty cool. So so the first chance I had was, it was in the Austin Kearns, Adam Dunn era, Willie Mo Pena, the, those, those years. Absolutely. And um, the radio station that I worked for in Dayton was the flagship station for the Dayton Dragons. So when the Dayton Dragons started play in Dayton, we were the flagship station. So we had a lot of access to, you know, the players coming up and, and things like that. And as Kearns and Dunn, Willie Mopena, Pena, um, even Edward, Edwin Encarnacion, as they were coming up and they were making their debuts as Reds players, then we would come down and actually kind of talk to them. And, you know, like you said, just kind of, you know, hear from them and their experience and, I could remember the first time that I went into the Reds locker room, and it was it was kind of surreal. As in, you know, you're excited, but you you want to kind of be like, you know, okay, all right, you know, this is this is work, right? But you just kind of just as you walk into the locker room, you just kind of take it all in, sure, because not only obviously Kearns is there, and and some of the guys moving up through the minor league system then you've got Ken Griffey Jr he's still there um i think if i'm not mistaken Joey Votto was there but it was obviously early on in his career uh and then of course Adam Dunn was the one that that really flourished through the Reds minor league system into into the uh red starting lineup but that first initial walk in it, it was pretty cool but again it it it's kind of one of those where you want to talk to the guys but also it's kind of like it's it's not chaos but in the back of your mind you're still okay you want to talk to the guys you you want to be you want to be fair but also you know they they're trying to get ready and things like that so it's one of those situations where you're a little intimidated but at the same time you know you got a job to do
1: I always think like if I, I, I want to avoid this if it ever does happen. Hopefully it does, but if I get into the locker room, I I feel like I'll turn into Zach Galifianakis in between two ferns and just be like, so so got baseball, you guys you guys like to play baseball, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, but that's a good point because as a kid you're like man these guys get, I mean when you're a kid and 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 you're growing up and you know you're you're in your early teens you you to be honest I, I mean. I don't want to speak for everybody, but, you know, when you're in that time of your life and you love the game of baseball, it's like the the money, the money obviously has nothing. I mean, as a kid and even as a preteen, it's just like, man, you know, these guys get these guys get to play baseball pretty much every day during the summer and they get paid for it. I mean, yes, millions and millions of dollars. But again, that that's that, you know, you really don't focus in on that. So yeah, you you kind of get struck and you're kind of like, oh, but, but again, like I said earlier, it's one of those situations where, you know, I I was always, I was always, I always wanted the athlete, whether it be the Reds, whether it be the Bengals players, which, you know, I, I covered them a little bit um, covered the Cleveland Browns for three or four seasons, I always wanted the athlete to know that I wanted to be fair mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Even though they had a bad game and you and I've talked about this especially when it you know when it comes to the Cleveland Browns and you know I don't want to talk too much about that but when they came back into the league in 99 I mean those teams were just terrible. Right. But I always told guys like Tim Couch and and Kevin Johnson and and, and those and those players that Listen, I understand you guys go out there and you guys bust your rear ends and it's just you guys just get drilled. That I appreciate that, you know, the time after cuz they could just say, you know, I eh, I just don't have time, but they always were there and that's what that was kind of my, you know, uh just returning the favor as in just be fair. I ask some tough questions and they and it in and, and I always tell an athlete that listen, If, if you just don't know the answer, just say, I don't know. I mean, you know, don't BS and don't try to, you know, twist it around as, as long as they're, you know, honest, I always want to be fair. Going to stop it right there next week on the podcast.
1: He talks about this awesome story he had about Albert bell, a couple of things about Austin Kearns as well. We'll dive into those stories with Rob Carpenter next week on the podcast but that's going to do it for us here on the weekend edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure you're subscribed that way you don't miss any episodes on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to because on Monday we're going to recap this weekend hopefully a winning weekend for the Cincinnati Reds up in Detroit and make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and and Instagram. Also save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. But that'll do it for us here this week on the podcast. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball, and I will talk to each and every one of you on Monday.
0: Let's go, Rex. Hey.